As you start the new school year, are you wondering, how can you assess student learning in a different way? I have a quick episode today, but I'm talking about one of my favorite and very favorite ways to assess student learning um, that I started using about four years ago, um, and they are one-pagers. So some of you might be like, what the heck are one-pagers? Some of you may be like, I have heard of them, but I don't quite know how to implement them. Um, And some of you maybe use one-pagers very often. Um, I think that this episode has something to offer to each of you. So give it a listen and enjoy. Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, and I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related, curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you want to hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. Hello, hello! I am coming at you today with a um, quick episode about what a one-pager is. Uh, So we talked about one-pagers on a previous episode uh, with Natalie Strauss in Mastery-Based Learning, and she talked about how she uses one-pagers in her classroom. I also use them in my classroom, and I know quite a few other teachers who use one-pagers. So if you're not familiar with what a one-pager is, today this episode will help you understand what one-pagers are a little bit better. Um, so, uh, one pagers are an AVID strategy, um, and so AVID is basically a program that works on closing the achievement gap. Um, so I'm just reading right off of their website. Their mission is to close the achievement gap by preparing all students to succeed in education and global society. Uh, so thinking about the one pager, um, I use one pagers as a summative assessment. So at the end of a unit, um, oftentimes I will use them as like one of their choices that they can do. So when I think about summative assessments, I always think about giving students voice and choice in their assessments. Uh, And the one pager is a great way to do student voice and choice. Um, So you can have set parameters for what you want on this one pager, uh, but really students are, are putting in their own what they've learned. So to back up a little bit, I'm getting a little excited about one pagers because I really, really like them. But basically a one pager is a one sheet of paper. Okay. So just think about like a piece of white printer paper. Um, and it is just a single page that your students can show their understanding of whatever that piece of whatever you want them to, um, like, show show you what they've learned so it could be at the end of, of like a plant science unit it could be after they have read um maybe a poem or a novel and they're going to show you what they've learned from that um so it's a really quick and easy way for you to be able to see what students are um what they've learned and it really provides a lot of voice and choice so that moves into the next point of what goes on the one pager. So 
one pagers are very visual which is for your students who are more visual learners more creative typically they will very much enjoy this um, so usually I have the rubric ready for students and they just have a list of things that they need to have on that um, one pager but it doesn't necessarily need to um, doesn't necessarily need to all like everyone's isn't exactly the same um, I'm trying to find one here. I should have had this pulled up earlier. So oftentimes I will have students here. I'm pulling up my forestry unit one. So my forestry unit one pager um, rubric here. So what I have is up at the top, I have their goal. So whatever you want the goal of this one pager to be. So for my forestry unit, I have create a visual representation of forestry and carbon sequestration. So that's what that unit's all about. And then I have requirements. And so basically this is just a list and I usually have students kind of go through this list as they have you know, their blank white sheet of paper ready to go. So first thing, name on the back of the paper so you can easily find it. And then they have to come up with a title for that unit. So it could be as simple as forestry one pager or it could be um, like carbon sequestration and forestry in our environment or you know like they can create whatever their title is it's up to them and then this is where the kind of the creative part comes in so they can have a symbolic border to represent the theme of that unit or that concept um, so for forestry it could be a bunch of trees or maybe it is something that's a little bit more intricate i've had students like in small animal care do like a bunch of different things related to small animals draw a bunch of different small animals but it has to be symbolic in some way students who are not um, like maybe they are not into drawing. I've had students write all of like vocab terms around the edge to create a border. And so that's been super cool to see as well. Uh, the next thing that I have on this rubric is that they need to have three images related to forestry, tree identification, and carbon sequestration. Uh, and then they need to have an explanation of why they drew those pictures. So maybe they have a maple leaf and then they're going to write like leaves can help you identify trees so that's the idea behind that one they can pick any three images they want as long as it relates to those three things um, and then they need to have definition of each of the following so then I typically have like five vocabulary terms that they need to write out the word and then they need to write out the um, definition along with it and the last thing that I have is that they need to have two questions related to that unit um, and my it, what I tell students is they have to be level two or level three questions, and they also need to have the answers to those questions. So that really gets them to dig in deep, um, and it really allows me to see what they've learned or what they have not learned. Uh, so level two or level three questions is also an avid strategy um, that's really easy to look up, but basically it's like higher level thinking. So uh, other than just like recalling information. Uh, I tell students they need to have at least three different colors and then one more part I forgot um, I'm totally out of it this summer um, but they need to have a personal response in the back of the paper and that's typically where I ask a higher level question as well that I really want to be able to like 
make sure that they've understand that understood that concept. So what I have is what are the advantages and disadvantages of clear cutting and high grading. And so then I have minimum of six sentences and students are um, writing down their answers to that on the back side. Uh, I am going to, well, if you just search one pagers on Google and just look at like the images, there are a lot of different examples. I've seen this used in, used in a lot of different ways, but you can see that students, I mean, what they push out, you know, what are, what they're creating is so different from one to the other. And I always, you know, save some examples and show students, this one's an A, this one's also an A. Uh, and this one's a B, and maybe it looks really beautiful, but it just doesn't have the content there. Um, and so showing students that, you know, it might not look like this beautiful, like, piece of artwork, but as long as you're following those um, key things that you should have on, on the requirements and showing me what you've learned, then you will get the grade that you deserve. Um, I have had students do this digitally as well. Um, I've had some students do it on Notability, on their iPads, um, PowerPoint. Um, I always tell them on PowerPoint, it still can only be one page because I'm not gonna flip through a eight slide PowerPoint. It still has to just be one page because that's the it's a one pager. Um, the other thing that's really great about these is they're fairly easy to correct. And so when you're thinking about summative assignments, sometimes those summative assignments can take so long to grade and make sure that they've got the correct answers. And um, these really are fairly easy to look through, engage the information that they're providing, and either they got it or they don't. Um, and so that is great as well. So one pagers, an avid strategy, and really easy to implement in any part of your class. So you could do it at the end of like a lesson, um, or you could do it at the end of a unit, which I typically do. Um, as far as time for students, I usually introduce it in class, like maybe halfway through, if, if I have like half a class period left, so maybe 20 minutes or so, I'll introduce it and kids can kind of get started on it and start thinking about their ideas. And then I'll give them one full 45 minute class period to work on it. And then it's due that next day. Um, so students can get these done fairly quickly. Um, most of the teachers that I know that do one pagers at our school typically have this timeline of like you get one full day to work on it in class and then we'll move on or you, it's due the following day or whatever. Uh, one suggestion that I do have is to have students write their level two or level three questions on a separate sheet of paper and then show you. Um, what their questions are because I found that a lot of times students have trouble writing higher level questions and so usually I'll have them write it down write down whatever their questions are and oftentimes they're level one questions so like recalling information and then we will talk about okay how this is a, a okay question but what words can we add in there how can we make this a more of an advanced question what can we change about how you've asked this um and so that is 
usually can you can get those kids to that those level two or level three questions uh, and that part's kind of fun too kind of coaching them into that higher level thinking um, so that's one pagers if you have any questions always feel free to message me on instagram at m-r-s-w-e-d-g-e-g-e-r um, i don't i don't know why that's so difficult to spell my last name but at mrs wedger um, and I would be more than happy to help you out. But again, if you just Google one pagers, there's a lot of resources out there as well. I hope you have a great day. You just finished listening to Ag with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama at two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, want to be a guest, you can send me an email at agwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye everybody.